0: Hello everybody and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alec Truzzi. And today we are off to Feudal Japan again for the game Age of War. Uh, this is a game that came out in 2014, published by Fantasy Flight Games uh, and several others, designed by Rainier Kinesia and artists Simon Eckert and Tony Foti. <clears throat> this is a game that plays two to six players. It's a quick one. It's about 15 to 30 minutes on Board Game Geek is what it's listed. I'd say that's probably right, even closer mm-hmm. to the, well, I don't know. I guess we played a couple rounds of this, um, and it was one I felt was like a shorter one, and one was more longer one, so yeah, it's probably well within yeah, the, that's about right. the range. And uh, very light. This game is a very, very light game. That's It's, it's uh, rated at 1.1 for complexity. Uh, And it's a game of rolling dice and push your luck and set collection. There's all sorts of little things going on in here. So let's get into it. How do we actually play this game?
1: All right. Uh, To play the game, there are seven dice. You're going to take those seven dice. Uh, I don't know if it says anything about a particular start player. Uh, the player with the most points at the end of the week. No, that's not. That's. That, just, <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'll look at the exact sentence that tells me who's the star. It's uh, randomly select a person to be first player is all it is. Uh, and then there are, oh gosh, one, two, three. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 cards. I may have miscounted, but there are 14 cards that are played out in, in the center of the table just to, so that everyone can kind of see what's there. These are basically uh, castles that you are hopefully going to be uh, taking control over Uh each castle belongs to a particular clan. Some of them, are, multiple castles are in the same clan. Uh, there are one, two, uh, three, four, five, six different clans. Uh, there are, And they range in amounts. Uh, one of the clans, there's four castles in. One of the clans, there's only one castle in. Uh, but basically, you're going to be fighting over these different castles and clans uh, to try and win the game. Each castle and clan is worth a certain amount of victory points. Uh, On a player's turn, they're going to take those seven dice, they're going to roll them, uh, and then after they roll them, they can technically, what they're usually going to do is they're going to try and start conquering a castle. They're not technically required to, you can always re-roll at any point in time before you start doing that, Uh, but you are always required to, if you have to re-roll, to lose one die and it never comes back. Uh, And this plays a role in during conquering as well, but you're not required to technically start conquering one. So if you're just like, I don't like this, any of these, this doesn't help me with any of the things I'm working on. You can always reroll if you want to. Uh, but basically, uh, what you're going to try and do is start conquering one. So you're going to pick one, any one of the castles that is available, or technically, you can also pick one that someone has already uh, laid claim to, it's just gonna be a little bit harder to take to uh, take it from them. Uh, And you are going to try and match the symbols on that card. Uh, The the card has a number of different, as what they call battle lines, and by battle lines it's essentially rows on the card. Uh, Each row has a certain amount of symbols, so it may have something like, oh, the first row has an arrow, the next one has an arrow, and the next one says seven samurai swords. Or it could be something where the first line has an arrow, the next line has two horses, and the next one has five samurai swords. Things like that. Uh, if you can complete any one of those battle lines, you can take the dice that match it and place it on the card to say, I've, I've done that battle line. Uh, you are not required to do them in order. You can do them in any order that you want to. Uh, so you could start from the bottom, go to the top, and then do the middle one. Uh, there are a few cards where there is only one battle line, and in which case, if you were able to do that, you just immediately lay claim to it. Uh, after you've completed one battle line, you then reroll all the remaining dice. Uh, And then see if you match another battle line. If you cannot completely match a battle line, uh, then, as I mentioned before, you must get rid of one of your dice and then re-roll the remaining, even if it matched something. So, for example, if you were trying to get two horses and you only rolled one horse, you don't get to use that one horse to help you complete it. It still stays off the side. You get rid of one die and you re-roll all of them, including that one horse, and hope to get two horses on your next roll. If you are able to get all of the battle lines, every single one of them, you claim that. Uh, and if you can't get all of the battle lines, then you failed. Your turn is over. It goes to the next <sighs> person. Uh, so if you run out of dice, basically, to ki- to keep doing it. Now I mentioned you can take uh, these castles from other players. Uh, that in pretty much every single card, there is a uh, in I guess a red background battle line of its own uh, which is a samurai mask it's basically an extra battle line Uh, so it's going to be a little bit harder to take from another player so say some person took the one uh, castle that had the one battle line of 10 samurai swords and that was all that was there to take it from them you'd have to do the 10 samurai swords and then on a different battle line do one samurai mask uh, so it's a little bit harder. And again, you can do them in any order. So you could do the samurai mask and then the 10 swords. Uh, I should mention that the dice, uh, their faces are bows, bow and arrow, the horse, the uh, samurai mask, and then a one samurai sword, a two samurai sword and a three samurai sword. Uh, those are the different faces. There are all the same on all the dice, so you don't have to do any weird like. Oh, this one has this, and that one has this. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you're just going to keep doing do, do that. that. Weird keep... voice when you say that. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> have this to one, do. <laughs> 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 this is a little exactly. weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Whenever up, you're talking yeah. about, the, whenever you're talking about the dice, you have to use that weird voice. Uh, <laughs> but you just keep going around and around. If at any point in time, uh, any one player has claimed all of the castles in a single clan uh, as I mentioned before there are the colors indicate the clan so uh, there's one where there are four castles in one clan if you get all four of the yellow clan cards uh, you have locked it down those are yours no one can steal those from you and in fact to indicate that you will take all four of those cards and you will flip them over uh, such that the card that has the victory points on the back of it is showing on top so for example the yellow cards uh, the castles are worth two points points, one point, one point, and three points. Uh, If you can do math, which most people can, uh, that actually adds to a total of uh, seven, but if you get all of them. Uh, That means you have a total of 10. So having a clan gets you additional points because you get the entire clan. Uh, But if you can't get every single last bit of it, it's not quite as powerful. So you don't get quite as many points. So if you only had the three and the two, you're only going to get five points and someone else is getting those other two points or two other people are getting each of those one points uh you continue to play like this until all of the castles have been grabbed from the center of the table Uh, and in which case each person adds up how many victory points they have either based on their clan victory points or their individual castle points Uh, and whoever has the most wins if there's a tie then i believe it's whoever has the most castles wins if there's still a tie whoever has the most clans wins and if there's still a tie then the victory is shared i guess uh, that mm-hmm. that is how to play, and there we go.
0: Um, yeah, I, so this uh, let's talk about the art first. the The art of this is is great. It's it's kind of what you'd expect from most feudal Japan themed games. Have great art, and of course, Fantasy Flight is known for doing a bang up job with their artwork. I really like the symbology here. The iconography is very clear. It's um it's very distinct. Each uh what do they call the castles or the the sets
1: of same color, the, yeah, that's a castle, uh, the right? Clans. Collecting the, clans. Each, each each card is its own castle. Each okay. each set is its own clan. So
0: collecting the full set, it's very oh. obvious. Um, besides the color, like the the castle, um, uh, or not the castle. I'm sorry, the castles are images is different, but the they each have like a flower
1: pattern. That or wood print flower pattern, or some on some right. sort of symbol. I'm not really sure. Yeah, some of them are yeah. flowers. I think there's one where it's a circle with a, a cross in the middle of it. So,
0: yeah, it's some sort of like wood print ink thing. Very Japanese. Yeah, something you'd but, see like on
1: a stamp or a flag. Yeah,
0: right. Um, and then the car, the dice. I mean, the dice are very simple, but still very clear, color coded, and the iconography inso- itself is very distinct. Um, this game is easy to pick up and learn, and um, yeah, it's got a nice presentation on the table. It looks it looks cool. I like I like the square cards as opposed to just uh, the typical rectangular cards. I think that was a nice touch just to make this, you know, look a little little different than a typical just cards on a table. And there's no need for the cards to be bigger. For the size that they are, the words, numbers, and icons are actually quite big already. <laughs> there's yeah. no like there's no need to shrink these down or make them any bigger than they are. It's it's very clear. Um yeah. Uh, that all being said, I gotta say this one didn't quite do it for me. <laughs> I, yeah. um, I, you know, I just it, it's funny. I was looking it up and like this is a Radio Kinesia game, and you know, you know a prolific if not the most prolific board game designer, publisher, editor, preview, you know, collaborator uh, in ever. <laughs> he he's uh, obviously he's got some that work, and I I I think one of it is for me is like. When he does things in cards, I love it. But when he dabbles with dice, I just—it's just not—it's just, not, <laughs> just not for me. I don't know. I just feel like I—it just doesn't get me going. And I—I um, uh, I think for me, what it was mostly is that I really like—and I like rolling dice a lot. But I felt that, at least in my experience or my for my opinion here, I feel like I wish there was more to do. Than what it felt like for me, which is just uh, I pushed my luck. I pushed my luck. Ah, it didn't work out. Okay, well I get nothing. <laughs> now I will watch <laughs> and wait while everyone has better luck than me. And fair enough, they rolled better, and maybe they were pushing their luck in a safer way. But um, it's one of those things where it's just it is so contingent on the how the dice are falling. There's really nothing else that you can do. And when games are pretty much the core element or the the primary if not the only element is that uh, i don't know it's just it's just hit and miss for me sometimes so i i don't know this one it wasn't bad i would definitely play this again but i just it just wasn't wasn't it doing it for me so yeah, that I, I can depressing see. intro <laughs> what are your thoughts on it
1: <laughs> i can see that this is definitely not one of my top games uh it 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 has some interesting decisions i mean the strategy parts of it the, are basically, you know, kind of mitigating your bad luck rolls or your not great rolls to be like, alright based on what I rolled, the odds of me getting something else, like you kind of have to look and go, alright you know, I've, I've just rolled this I did had this combination it's it's a little bit easy to do that so I'll probably go for this card instead of that card because the odds of me rolling that again aren't very likely, so I'm going to use the, 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 the arrow and horse combination just because that's not going to come up quite as often as say you know uh six samurai swords i i can get six samurai swords pretty likely because there's a bunch of samurai swords on all of the dice so i'm gonna i'm gonna wait until later i can probably hit those samurai swords on the next battle line so that should be good so i'll go with that instead of using my samurai swords now you kind of have to look and go what can i prioritize and then right. the other level of strategy is kind of in the bigger sense of the how who's going to win the game sense which is should i be stealing a castle from them now or should i just be kind of forcing the end of the game and keep trying to take things from the center of the table is it is it, 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 it does it benefit me to steal from them right now uh, are they going to are they going to do i think they're going to lock down a clan on their next turn or and do I have a chance to lock down a clan on my turn? Because it's, it's, that is a big decision of, all right, well, there's only one card left. I should really try and go for this so that I lock it down so that he can't take any of it from me and so that I get that point boost. And that 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 can be huge. Uh, and so that's really... Those are the two main decision things of, all right, what are these dice good for and what kind of cards should I be focusing on based on what everyone else has? Um, and then the, I think... I don't know if you really hit this part, but there are definitely things that kind of drag it down. I've, I've played a few games where it came, came down to like two cards, basically. Two or three cards, where it's like, oh, on my turn, I'm gonna try and get the the one thing that's left on the center of the table. On his turn, he's going to try and steal one card from me because that's if he takes the one in the center, then it's game over and he loses the game. So he doesn't want to do that. So he's gonna keep trying to steal one of my cards. Well, I'm gonna keep trying to do the thing in center. And I've had games where it just went on for I think it was like five or six extra minutes longer than it should. It, it there knee it, it, it is missing something in that respect, and I. Sure. That's, that's where it hurts me. I like – it has a nice flow. It's very simple. Uh, most people kind of get the idea. Um, um, most of the people I play with enjoy kind of the – the Yahtzee-ish feel of it, although there's a few extra, it feels a bit more like uh, Elder Signs than anything else because of the whole, you know, you can only do one line at a time type of a thing, but there's no, like, special powers, there's no other things happening. So it's, I'd say it's a very, very simplified Elder Signs, if anything. Uh, And it, Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that. I I always kind of make it akin to that, but uh, I, it, it, there's it. There's too many misses for it to really work. I still like it. I enjoy playing it. I'll bring it out occasionally, but it's definitely never one of my go-to type games. Just because there, there, it has a tendency to have that long, exaggerated ending to it.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that's. It's definitely a game that I felt could have been given another pass and inserted into a larger structure. Or yeah. at least one other mechanism to make it, like, something else you could do. Because it, it is so contingent on the dice. Like, even though, like, I totally agree with strategy. And there there is more strategies than just roll the dice. You didn't get it. Too bad. Um, but... It is so contingent on that, like it'd be like, all right, they're almost done with their clan. I'm gonna get that last castle. Here I go, and I didn't get it. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, this time it comes back around to me. All right, now I'm gonna get it. Clearly, I made a mistake. Now, up, oh, and I did it again. Okay, uh, and so
1: I just remember that be happening a
0: bunch and being like, damn it. Um, yeah, it so feels just, like there
1: should be a mechanism where if you, like, lose, like, maybe you put, like, a chit on the card to indicate, all right, you know, maybe it should be a little bit easier in some respect. I don't know in what respect, but, like, oh, like, if maybe if there's two chits on it by the time you come back to it, then you don't have to worry about one of the dice symbols or something like that. You know what I mean? Something where y- there is some progress being made even though you've lost. But if, say, they finish the clan doesn't matter what happens, the clan's closed, you can't try and go for it anymore. I think that might uh, sway it a little bit. Yeah, it feels like there's some sort of thing like that so that when you do miss out, you're not completely missing out. You're gaining something. You learn something by attacking a castle or you were were slowly like drilling a hole through the (laughs) backside of the wall, but you didn't quite finish (laughs) your work. (laughs) Right.
0: Ah, I give up. I'll never get there as the daylight is creeping through on the other side um yeah yeah I just feel like I, it, I I think too it's like if you know what you have here this can be a much more satisfying experience it's one of those games where I feel like you play just more passively if you're really like you don't because the agency is always offset by the dice and this is typical of all dice games that are core dice rolling is the main mechanic Yeah. Um, uh, this happens. And so I just feel like you could you could easily play this just sort of rolling and over conversation, but it feels like it wants you to take it more seriously. And that's where it feels like the messages are just odd, like it's samurais battling clans battling for dominance. But it's all up to luck. <laughs> <So> it's, <laughs> it's like it'd be an insane way to run a battlefield. <laughs> so, it feel, you know, so it's I, I feel like this could be one of those things where it's just its skin. Uh, the theme of it is wrong. For how it plays, um, you know, if you're if you're warriors and you're trying to be battling and getting these uh, collections, it just feels like there should be more in a game that's this presentation. Or make it abstract and it's just set collection, and that's cool too. I mean, I think I probably would have liked it more if it was a different theme. This is one of those. I rarely gets in the way for me, but this one it just felt like. Well, samurais don't do this. Like, they would just be like, <laughs> Well, you i you like samurai much to take over this castle. <laughs> nope, I have one sword, not enough. <laughs> I'm going to quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, they would be like, We're doing it anyway. Come hell or high water <laughs> These are the most black and white samurais ever. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I, I feel like the theme kind of gets in its own way here. Um but, uh, but anyway, you know, it's the nice thing about it that it has is the art style is very good. The size is good. It's a pocket, fit-in-your-pocket type of game, almost. It's a little
1: big for that the box, but it's a square little the, box. The box itself is just doesn't quite fit, but you could easily, like, it's just a small stack of square cards and dice. You could easily put yeah. all of them in the little, like, I think it comes Satchel with a something. plastic bag in it. It's not beautiful, but like the standard like plastic bag you get in games. You could easily put it in that, keep it in that if you don't need the rules cuz once you have the rules you don't need them. That could easily fit in your pocket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this one kind of feels like one where every once in a while you get these games where at least to me it feels like a contractual object obligation for the designer. <laughs> it kinda <of> feels like <laughs> Rainier Kinesia had to fulfill a contract and he was like, Yeah, I've been working on it, yeah, I whipped this up real quick. But bing bada bing a boom, there you go. I don't know, Japanese something. You figure it <laughs> I'm
1: out. I'm sure he said bada bing bada boom. That sounds exactly <laughs> like him.
0: Yeah, but in a German accent. <laughs> bata bing, bata boom Yeah, you go good good enough. <laughs> Take it. I'm Renya Kinesia. I'm untouchable.
1: Um, I'm sure I'm sure he says his own name too all the
0: time. <laughs> oh, at this point, he's a god. He's a god <laughs> among the gaming community. It's like Rednia Kinesia doesn't do that. <laughs> um so uh anyway, I this is one that I kind of feel that's that's what it is. It's the same uh I have the same theory about um what is the one by um the uh tiny epic uh, what's the Tiny Epic designer? I can't remember his name. After my- Scott Alms? Scott Alms, yeah. Scott Alms game right be- game, right before he left to create Tiny Epic uh, company for his games. W- what was that one? It's like the port one uh, where you're – Harbor. Uh, Harbor, yeah. That's how I feel about Harbor. I feel like Harbor was a contractual <laughs> check in the box before he could leave and uh, start his own company. Um, so anyway, I, I feel like there's definitely people, you know, you like this obviously more than I do, and I, I don't think this is a bad game, and if dice rolling or, like, light little dice games are your jam, this actually is a really good presentation, a really good package, and you, you'll probably like this, um, but it is that one, it is that one that we review every once in a while that sort of has a hard delineation, you're gonna like it. Or you're not gonna like it. Like there's no like I kind of like it. It's just like I don't really like this. Or oh no, I like this. I think it's fun. It's not the deepest, biggest game experience I've ever had, but I enjoy it,
1: and that's that's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's a it's very much a filler game. It's a game you're gonna play yes. in between while you're waiting for something to happen, or just while you're waiting for something to happen. Like if you're. Waiting in line for movie tickets for some reason, like th- you could pop this game out, play it, <laughs> play it while table? you're waiting. Like, you know. <laughs> no, just you like on the ground. The I don't table. know. Remember, remember <laughs> back in the days when people like waited in line for days to, yeah, oh, to yeah, like yeah. get concert tickets or things like that. Back when the internet didn't exist. That's I'm right. sure that still happens in some respect somewhere. Somewhere, uh, <laughs> this would definitely be a game where you could just be like, you just you'd pop it out. Play it real quick. Pass some time. It's a passing the time game. Uh, yeah, it is not a. I'm going to en- enjoy the game for the, the the richness of it. You're just enjoying it for the time that you pass with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. And I. The other thing too is like I know some people like to do this. Um, we do this at our house just because I have a seven-year-old that is constantly changing the rules or making up his own. But <laughs> if you are the type of person that likes to do house rules to kind of expand on games, this is actually a really good core structure and materials oh, yeah. to be like, uh, ah, you know what? We're going to house rule this to make this game a little more to our style. This would heavily lend itself to this, so it's another reason to include in your collection if you like if you like doing that. Um, really easy to do that with this one. Like you can, like you said, it feels like it just needs a rule, maybe two. To or mechanism maybe two to add it onto it or roll out it onto it to make this much better of a game or much more of a filled out game. Um. Anyway, so all right. Uh, let's see. So, uh, uh, taking it out. So taking it out is going to be pretty great. The one thing it does score well for us is taking it out for sure. Uh, on the table, you are going to have. Let's see. I'm trying to get a picture of the layout to remind myself. Exactly, because playing in virtual is a little different. Uh, So, anyway, on the table, you're going to have the different clans' buildings laid out in front of you. Uh, They're going to be ranked, or not ranked, they're going to be laid out uh, next to their brethren. Uh, And there's different numbers. The yellows, there's four of the yellows. Um, There is two of the reds, two of the blacks, three of the whites, two of the purples, and a green. And uh, so, those are all going to be kind of in the middle of the table. There are square cards. I think they're 80 millimeter. Uh, by 80 millimeter, I'm not positive, but it looks like that size to me at least. Uh, and then you're going to have the dice floating around the table. Those are seven dice <clears throat> that are going to be floating around the table, uh, taking uh, as you take your turns. And then in front of you, you're going to be collecting those square cards of the capsules from the table into your individual player area in front of you. So really modifiable, quite. Easy to arrange this around anything, or even on the pavement, uh, in line to get some tickets. <laughs> so yes. really easy to uh, to arrange this and, and get this on the table. Um, like I said, there's really not anything confusing about this game. No game boards, no personal player boards that would be need to finagled or kind of seen by everybody. It's everything's big clear and easily visible. So as long as you can arrange it so everyone can see it, even from a distance, uh, they should get it pretty easily. And the only thing they need to grab uh, is the dice regularly. And I think, hopefully, you'll be a nice person and pass it to them. Um,
1: oh, and uh, there are 70 centimeters by 70 centimeters.
0: Oh, they're 70 by 70. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know why they make like, the, the two standards are 70 by 70 or 80 by 80? Let's just, just meet at in the middle. 75 by 75. There. Why do we have two? It's so weird that there's two standard square measurements. <laughs> <miserables.
1: Because laughs> I want me my card I...
0: slightly smaller. <laughs> I want 10 centimeters, darn it, and I'm going to get it. <laughs> um. All right. So that being said, the, the vibe of this game. You know, the one thing about Dice Games is they can have a really good vibe. And I think if you um, – like the vibe of rolling dice and the ups and downs and highs and love of that, this definitely has that as well. There is that sort of watching someone go through their turn and like, oh, are they going to get it? Are they going to get it? There is that feeling of if it goes right for them, it's glorious. It is absolutely glorious because <laughs> it is so hard to go right in this game. Uh, but it goes wrong. that's like, ah, it's crushing. Uh, yeah. But I, but it's not like the end of the world. It's just one of those things where it's just like, ah, stupid die. <laughs> Why did you have to roll that way? Um so, you know, that's that's part of the game, and I think it lends itself to the vibe of the Dice game and many others where if you like that, it's 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 got it. It's got that vibe for sure. Um, okay, who is this not for and who is this for? I think we kind of covered that in a way, but I definitely feel like if, if you like simple games, if you're not looking for something to, that's very deep – If you're looking for something, if you want to roll some dice in a a theme, under a theme or a setting that isn't abstract or, um, I guess, is Japan, (laughs) this is it. This is the one for you. This is the game for you. Um, If you struggle with being kind of the slave to luck as dice can do to you or you are frustrated by not having a little more agency as in other games, then you're probably not going to like this game it's definitely going to be a black or white type of game for people um i think it's i I, for me personally i don't think i would pick it up but like i said i wouldn't not play it i like if someone wanted to play it i'd be like yeah sure i'll play edge of war um so that's kind of going to be your decision if based on your gaming history uh, do you like these types of games that are the main mechanism is dice rolling or not and that's really as simple as it comes down to i think with this one yeah Um, Let's see. Would your mom like it? I don't think so. Your mom loves dice, but I think it's sort of the opposite here where I feel like there's just a little too much. Like there's one thing too much added. Like I think your mom really loves abstract dice games, but this is like – why, why throw Japan in here? <laughs> you know, why, There's no reason, to, <laughs> no reason to, to be talking about Japanese feudal wars at the moment. I just want numbers, darn it. I want to play some Yahtzee or Farkle. <laughs> and so I feel like your mom would probably be
1: annoyed that there's a
0: theme to this. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I honestly think my mom would completely ignore the theme in this. Uh, sure. I, I don't think she'd love it. Definitely not. Um, but I, there's, I think there's definitely bits in there that she'd enjoy. I think she'd probably be initially frustrated with the whole, but I, but I have all the symbols that match everything situation where it's like, I have all the symbols. Why can't I just do it now? I'm like, you can only do one battle line at a time. And I think maybe if she got over that hurdle, uh, she might enjoy it, but that is kind of a bigger hurdle. It kind of breaks a lot of the things she's used to in other games. I'm going to put this one at a maybe no, definitely not a no. But yeah. it's definitely on the lower end. So I'm going to put it in a maybe no for my mom. Yeah. Yeah, fair
0: enough. I mean, it's got the dice. It's got uh, those ups and downs of that. Yeah, uh, those ups and downs. She loves those
1: ups and downs.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely got those. If you could find a way to gamble around this, it would probably be a plus, <laughs> plus <in> the Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Which you easily could. You easily could. You easily. That's for most games. You could easily do it. But this
1: <laughs> this one a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. For sure, so um all right, so maybe no, okay I uh, I would I, I feel like that I could see that I could see that as well. I, I definitely think if you put this in a lineup with other dice rolling games she wouldn't pick it out, but I, I definitely could see her liking it or at yeah. least tolerating it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm just gotta hang up with the, about this game. I don't know. Um, all right, let's see what did I miss did I miss anything? I think I think we
1: hit everything.
0: I think we got it. Yeah, I just, I'm just—I'm so paranoid now because I totally forgot like that core <laughs> taking out structure that one time, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" Just you forgot to over tell that. us the name of the game. I, no, name just... of the game, <laughs> and what <laughs> and what it's like taking out. Um, all right, everybody, that is Age of War. Yeah, so uh, once again. I don't know. Like, If you find it for cheap, I definitely think it's worth grabbing and playing around with. I, I, I really do would stress that if you like modifying your games or house ruling it, you could do a lot with this game, to be honest. It's got great components, great visual style. Um, the dice by itself are just cool. You can make your own game just by using the dice <laughs> and something else. Like, uh, So it's it's another game if you salvage and like to game design or play with components. This is another good one, too, if you can get it for cheap. So um, yeah, that is Age of War. All right, everybody. I I'm am... sorry, did you
1: say did you say Ava Gabor? Is that what you said? Ava no,
0: Gabor. Okay. <laughs> sister of Jaja. <Zsa> <laughs> um, that is Age of War designed by Ava Gabor with Roderick Kinesia. Uh Thank you all for listening. Uh I do not have a catchphrase again. I have been um in my recovery from my surgery on my stupid hand, so I'm a little loopy from pain meds and discomfort. So that's the best of piece I think I've ever had, and you can't fault me for it. So gosh darn it, I stand by it. But I'm still able to play some games, and I have been. I hope all of you guys are getting some games played around the holidays, or maybe you got some awesome games for your holiday celebration. And uh, anyway, you can reach out and tell us about what you've been playing, or tell us uh, what we should play through a couple different ways, Twitter and Instagram at chits and chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, scroll down to the chits and chat page and fill out our comment form. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, Yeah, we're we're always looking for more game suggestions and uh, it never seems to be an end of them, but you know, you never know. You guys probably have ideas of games that we've never, ever even heard of. So we'd love to hear from you. Until then, thank you all for listening and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.